Welcome to the Bring Your Dreams Alive podcast. Are you ready to bring your dreams alive for real? Check out my Bring Your Dreams Alive audio activations as my gift at meetcoreymichelle.com forward slash gift. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome to Bring Your Dreams Alive podcast with me, Corey Michelle. And I am an uber special guest for you today that I've known for a long time. And I love her tenacity to bring her dreams alive. Her name is Celeste O'Brien, and she lives in Denver, Colorado. And I can't wait for you guys to hear her story. So welcome, Celeste, to the podcast. Thanks, Corey. I've I've just been like tickled all over just to talk to you and catch up and and uh, reconnect with where we're at now in life and and what we're both up to. So thank you. I just feel so appreciative and and really like thrilled and excited. <laughs> well, let's see what kind of conversation we're going to have today. So yeah. I so adore you, Celeste. We met years and years and years ago, and you were uh, you you had a massage studio. And I had come in and become a client and we were friends and because of the network that I had back then and things like that. And I was always impressed with the fact that you had did it, done that because I didn't know very many people who had uh, put, you know, like these very successful uh, massage studios together with, you know, multiple, I think there was like 12 massage therapists on your team Mm -hmm. at the time. And Mm -hmm. you had, you had it all working really well. And then you also had, you know, three people at that time that were owners of the company. So then you had that dynamic as well. So I was just really impressed with your business acumen in developing yourself through that way. And also the massages were amazing. Like they were the best (laughs) massages in town in my perspective. But one of the things that I remember so clearly is you had this marketing tactic, I guess you could say, or way of doing some of your marketing where you would give your clients these little cards that would say, Hey, you give these to your friends and they can come in and get a a free 30 minute massage. And I just thought that was the most brilliant thing. And I still think it's the most brilliant thing because it's such an act of pay it forward and the spirit of generosity. And I feel like that's what you embody in your business and in your life. And so I'm excited to to have this chat about, you know, all of that. So why don't you tell the audience what what you do, what you put your energy into right now and what you've created? Yeah. Um, gosh, loaded question. What do I do? So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I usually tell people my main job now, massage therapist of 20 years, uh, that's, that's really like body worker in all its aspect has been what I've done. In the last 15 years, I am an entrepreneur and a business operator. Like now, if people ask me, what do you do is I operate our massage therapy company and help keep it, um, growing and, and expanding and, um, developing in, in positive, wonderful ways. And I am an entrepreneur at heart. Like I think of ideas for business. And so, you know, now we have two new branches of our company that's expanding, which is, uh, symmetry education and training. That's our business training and education that we do and uh, Symmetry Collective, which is our co-op wellness workspaces that'll be launching at the first of the year. So, you know, I really, my, my role really is shifting as overseeing some, some multiple company development, all for fulfilling our, our mission and our, and our vision from Mm. different aspects. So I love that. What is, what is your mission and your vision? Yeah. So really our overall mission in, in our companies now is to help people be and feel the best version of themselves. And when they are the best versions of themselves, they then go out in the world and contribute to the world in their positive, unique ways. And, and that's really our, our, our mission and our, and our vision is really for people to recognize that the health and well-being is a state instead of a pursuit that that's a that's a birthright and and that human connection is really what holds us all together and so you know our our mission and and vision when when it you know when we fully realized what we were doing like we live by that every day and as we grow and expand our company like that is the thing that that p- propels us forward you know is is really is this going to contribute to 
the mission that we're trying to accomplish. And, and that's also what fuels our growth is because the more people that, that we can unite around that, that mission and that vision, then, then the more that that just ripples out and, and that can be in a multitude of ways, which is what's has us excited about some of our new expansion is because it's, it's fulfilling that in, in some different ways. And so, yeah, we, we want people to, to feel great in their, in their body and in their being because people have, you know, all kinds of unique gifts. So, you know, we just arrive at it 20 years as a body worker through the physical body. And, and like, like this is what, this is our amazing vehicle that we're here, like experiencing this life. So that's the way we we're seeing that, that mission forward. I love that. I love that. All of that. Yes. All of that more in the world. I'm on, I'm on board yeah. for that mission. hundred <laughs> percent. It's so clear. And there's such an amazing energy to it as well. And you just embody it so nicely. So fantastic. So we're, you know, we're talking about bringing your dreams alive. So tell mm-hmm. me about how this is one of your or multiple really of your dreams uh, and you know, how you, how you live your life, right? Bringing your dreams alive is really about how you live your life. And you really exemplify that. Yeah. I think, you know, early on when our company started it, it, um, started in a, in a single massage room in the back of a Pilates studio. And at, at that time that was just one business partner and, and she and I just shared the room and, and we were just, you know, cranking out massage, doing the thing. And, and we saw that, um, our impact would only extend as far as the amount of people that she and I could touch ourselves. And we also realized that the, the, the more we worked, anytime you wanted to take a break or stop, you'd have to work more on the front end and more on the, on the back end. So we were inspired twofold, um, one to increase our, our mission and our impact on people. We needed more therapists to help us. And on the other hand, you know, our industry as massage therapists and body workers, like we wanted to provide a better workplace for people. We wanted to, we wanted it to have a career legitimacy, legitimacy in it, along with like benefits and paid time off and all of those things. So, so like the combination of impact on people and our mission and also our industry as body workers kind of fueled us to bring it together in a bigger in a, in a bigger way. And, and that's, you know, like that literally was the dream, like from the beginning, that single room, that is what we saw. And that's what we always aimed after, even as we, we grew, you know, and, and, um, that shift that we made from that single room to the building where you met us, you know, where it was like 12 therapists and three massage rooms at that time, like that felt like jumping off a cliff for us. You know, we were like, oh my gosh, we're going to triple our size. And it literally just felt like this, like, I mean, I literally, Corey, in that moment, I literally felt like I was just like jumping off a cliff. I was scared and excited. And, and, and there's an element of just like faith, you know, of like, okay, here we go. And I hope I land. And, you know, (laughs) You always do. That's the thing. You, you do always land, you know, you always, and let's, let's actually talk about that a little bit because that is where, you know, that, that like, I want to say it's like nervous, excited, scared. Uh, I'm going to die. No, I'm not. Maybe I will. No, maybe I'm not. No, I'm going to land like, like all of that all together when you're, you're going for it. Right. Especially, you know, when you have, you know, Elise and you have other people and you have really yeah. the unknown of, will this really work out except on your, yeah. your energy and effort you put into it and your, your faith in yourself and the, if your faith in that, you know, your dream, your idea can come into fruition. And so were, were there any moments for you where you were like, maybe we shouldn't do this? <laughs> I laugh because, because that thought comes up all the time. Like maybe we shouldn't be doing this. And like, I don't mean to keep geeking out on, on the importance of a mission and vision and even like our core values. But at this point, you know, this will actually this January will be our 15 year anniversary. So I feel like I'm qualified to say, I can now say this 
that it is really the important pillars in your business because there are those moments that are like, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if we should do this. And if that is really in place, that's what continues to keep guiding you. And, and there are mistakes along the way. There are things I go back and go, yeah, that, that wasn't the best idea ever, but each idea and even, even each bad decision that we've made has guided us in a right direction. If that, <laughs> it's 100%. crazy. Way. So like we might've made a bad decision. I mean, including opening up other locations that we've had to close and everything that came with it actually contributed to us being stronger in, in business owners and, and able to be able to like withstand the risk and adversity that comes with being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, because those things don't go away. You just have to be better at, at being able to navigate, pick up, adapt, and move quicker through it instead of just like swimming around in it. And, Mm -hmm. and so honestly, those, those times of like, I don't know if we should do this. And we just kind of like, we have this silly saying that's like ready, set, fire, shit, aim. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like sometimes you just have to fire and then aim. And so, you know, like, like calibrate it better next time, because a lot of times what we see in, in business owners or entrepreneurs is a, a fear and a hesitancy to get going that, that very, like they're, they're perfecting everything and they never take that first like initiative. And, and you learn so much from that, even if it's like, Oh man, that was like, I look at old videos or things and I'm like, Oh man, (laughs) I can't believe I said that. Or I can't believe I was brave enough to do that, you know? And, and all, I'm sure you probably, I mean, yeah, longer. So like, you've been in business even longer than me. So I'm sure there's those things where you just look back when you first start and go, Oh man, I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the personal, what you're saying and with the personal evolution element, right. Of starting, you know, being able to take chances and you take the best chance you can right? It's the best one you have available at that, at that moment. And then you learn from it. And then you take the next one, you learn from it, you refine it. And then you develop your, you know, you're like, oh yeah, this sort of, this really works for us. Right. And then there's a system and then there's, it's repeatable, but, and then there's more chances you take as you're, as you're growing, it never goes away. Otherwise you get bored. Right. Isn't that the, like the thrilling, exciting part about having a business? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and like, I go back to the crazy possible experiments. I remember like one of the very, very first experiments that you ran. And I, I love that concept because that's something that we've carried like in our business for, for all of these years is like, allow it to be an experiment, like allow it, like your marketing or, or a new service or, you know, sometimes even a new staff member or new branding, like allow it to be an experiment, get feedback from it and then improve it or change it. And, and so I remember that very first one that you launched and it was, it was just awesome because that really is kind of like a philosophy and how we do business that, that, um, I, I had a client who gave me the best advice and it was when it, we actually were in a moment of struggle. And he said, Celeste, symmetry is your lab. And I said, what? He said, it is your, it's your lab. It's your science experiment. Let it be an experiment. And so, you know, I think about you often when I hear that word used, because it, it, it frees you up from having to either make a right or a wrong decision. It just lets you experiment and see mm-hmm. what happens. You know, you have a hypothesis. You think this is what should happen. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't. And then you take that and then you do it again. So hundred yeah. percent. I love that. Gosh, that was back in the day, so many years ago at this I point. Know. But wow. Wow. The experimentation as an entrepreneur, I feel like entrepreneur and like experimentation are, are one and the same. Like mm-hmm. to be an entrepreneur, you have to be willing to experiment because if you're not, you're going to be disappointed and then you're going to be attached to yeah. results 
if you do, if it goes well, or if it doesn't go well, if it goes well, you're like, yay, it's working. Right. And then, but if it doesn't, then it's like disappointment, dissatisfaction, and then you're just not going to last very long in that cycle. Continually, we have to be able to look at, you know, did it work? Did it not work? How do we do? What do we learn? What are we doing next? Yep. Yep. Exactly. And that, that, what do we, what do we learn from it and how do we do next? I think is, that's the key piece to longevity and adaptation in like, you know, the last couple of years that we've seen where, where nothing is predictable, you know? So how do you, how do you sustain, you know, how do you sustain your business model or change to what's going on externally? Because it, it's, it impacts it. And, and, um, you know, I think now that's what I, I feel driven to help share that message for people is that, you know, how do you make sure as a, as an entrepreneur or a business owner, you're adaptable and ready to like meet, uh, external forces on your business. You know, we find like so many internal forces like ourselves and our, our, you know, our, our ability to keep going and also externally what's, what's going on. And, and I can say the larger you grow your business, the more the external factors start impacting kind of what, what is, what is happening. I mean, especially because, you know, at the core of it, like we're people business, right? Like that is our business is, is with people. And so people are affected by all kinds of things. A lot of external circumstances in the world right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. That's we don't have sure. to go down that tunnel. <laughs> no, no, I remember watching a few years ago, I think it was a, a documentary called San Francisco 2.0, maybe. I don't know if that's the right name. But anyway, what they were looking at was the growth of San Francisco over the last, I don't know, 15 or 20 years and what it did to the the, the local economies and and you know the you know the huge you know multi-million dollar condos that were going up right next to the you know, the projects or you know, the lower income sort of stuff that was going on. And, and they highlighted a couple of things. And, and one of them I remember was a frame shop, like a picture framing shop. And the picture framer had been there for like 30 years or something. Some big condos went up right on, along the street and that picture framer didn't adjust. They just said, this is what I do. This is what I've always done. And there was an opportunity there to pivot into who knows what else, but there was an opportunity. And this is sort of what they were, you know, talking about is like, you know, the people who are like, you know, I'm, I'm, I am stuck in my ways and I like my ways. They don't think they're stuck. They just, that's just the way it is. And then the people who are able to see the opportunity and say, wait a second, there's a lot of people with money moving in next door. How can we serve them? How can we accommodate this up level that's happening around? And, yeah. you know, the unfortunately, the framer went out of business. And, you know, I think the building probably got torn down and something else got built. So it's our ability, like you're saying, to really see the feedback that's coming back to us, what's yeah. going on in the world, what's going on in our communities, and respond with, you know, whatever might be appropriate at that time. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think one of the key words that you just said is communities, right? Because each business, especially like business like ours, which is a brick and mortar business, you know, like we are serving the community. So those people that we're surrounded by, really, those are the people that we're serving. So I think to have that in your best interest in how you pr- provide your business model is important. And we've seen even in the neighborhoods that we're in, the changes in the community that's been happening in the growth and the development and, and even people's patterns, you know, like with, with self-care and, and, and wellness or, you know, how they approach their, their bodies, like those change too. And so I think if you remember, like at the core, who you serve and, and, and that has to adapt because people, people change over, over time. And so, you know, making sure that you're, you're, you're looking outside your four walls to the, the community at large. And, and you can't be in resistance with that. You have to be in, in an evolution with it because, you know, just like the framer, right? Like life doesn't stop evolving and moving forward. So 
knowing your communities and 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 really the the people that you serve mm-hmm. around. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so easy to when you're running a business to be isolated like you just said perfectly in the four walls right? Because that's what you're focused on. And we've got to sort of look beyond that and go, Hey, what's, what's going on around here? What's, what's what, I mean, even in online business, you've got to pay attention to what's going on online. Otherwise you're just going to go down a dead end track. So, and I know even for myself, like it's so easy to be just encapsulated with what I'm doing, the, the clients I'm serving, how I'm doing things. And not really look at, Hey, what's, what was everybody else doing out there? Like what might be working even better than, than I've never even had, like that I haven't even had ideas for yet. Right. Cause we, we all can contribute to each other in, in so many different ways and receiving from our communities is definitely one of those. Yeah. Um, some of the clients that I've had given feedback and I've been like, that's brilliant. I never thought of that. Let's add that in or whatever. And it's like, thank you. Right. We can receive from everywhere. So I'd like to know about your transition into this, this sort of parallel company that's obviously got a similar mission or the same, is it the same mission? Um, it is the same mission, but it's centered a lot more around community. So mm-hmm. I, in our co-working space, you know, we're united by people in, in the health and wellness industry that want to propel people's health forward and, and support people in that way. But the secondary mission to that is to create a sense of strength and community within mm-hmm. the, the solo practitioner and the, on, the small business entrepreneur world, because, you know, like you were saying, the four walls, when you're just in your four walls, it can feel lonely and isolated. And, and you, you, you know, it's not the same, like you get to just call up your coworker, you know, in that way and go, Hey, what do you think about that? You can ask opinions, but they're often not also running or operating a business. And so part of our, our, our vision really is to have these centers where People have um, their unique businesses and their own autonomy, but there's a community of like-minded business owners that are there to support and help and lift each other up and be a place of encouragement. I mean, that is our culture in our workplaces, and that w- that's what we want for business owners also. We want to be able to support anybody from like deciding to just go to massage school to now helping them open up their business and to say like, Hey, you're, you're not alone and you're going to make some mistakes, but we're right here with you. Like that kind of like camaraderie, because especially after the last couple of years, I think what we've seen is that we're not meant to just do it alone. We're not meant to be here alone. And the more, like, I truly believe that, that a small business entrepreneurs, like, like it's a platform for us to be able to make great change in the world. And so the more we all kind of like link together, right? The more we can continue to positively see an effect. And so now, you know, we're, we're, we're creating that, that community with other business owners. You know, you mentioned like your clients giving you good ideas and like, aren't we so like, when you have a clientele base, isn't it so great? Like the minds that you get to tap into when you have like clients because they come from all over. I want to kind of like see that for other business owners too, of like, you know, Hey, I having a, a a collective room where it's like a idea dry erase border, you know, like I'm stuck right here. Who's got a great idea? And everybody's working towards seeing mm-hmm. each other thrive, not just survive, but thrive. And 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 I believe that that's possible, you know. So that's yeah. our, I love our that. Evolution. I love that. I love that so much because somebody else's eyes and mind and awareness on your something you have uh, you're stuck on right? Or that you are trying to, you know, noodle through uh, is such a contribution in no matter if they're a marketing expert or whatever, they, they, they can see things. People can see things that you can't because we have our realities set up 
and we have these perspectives and we have these lenses and we have everything and, and we're just seeing what we're seeing. And then we have somebody else that goes, have you looked at this yet? And you go, Oh my God, that's brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Right. And it, or some like the client that wants to experience like, if you just added this, that would be amazing. I would buy it. Right. Things yeah. like that, where we get the contribution from other people. And when we are solo entrepreneurs, cause I was a solo entrepreneur for years you you don't get that naturally and it's and and people get so lonely and bored and just dissatisfied because many of us require that connection to really yeah. stay in that flow in our in our energetic flow as well yeah so it's such a great yeah. idea yeah. such a great idea and to have that as like the mission and everything was everybody's going to be coming in like with that with that same mission and that same mindset and the other thing I was just going to add to that is people love to contribute. Mm -hmm. People love to contribute. So like, and, and I know for me, whenever I contribute, I feel better. Like it lights me up to, to make a difference in other people's lives. And so, man, if I was there, I'd probably be doing that all day instead of doing my own work, but <laughs> <laughs> need a lift up <laughs> I need my right. own boundaries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I think that that's, you know, one of the things that I think you really, really embody is, is that creative aspect and the creative energy of literally creating a something out of nothing in business. And so I think when there's a group of people like all kind of like playing in that space, it just, there's no feeling that is that, that, that you can compare to that kind of, um, energy and, mm -hmm. and, and, and what that does for people, you know, I think even just like in terms of, you know, I love that word catalyst, like, you know, igniting what somebody else already has inside of them, you know, yeah, it just, it feels great. Love that. I love that so much. All right. Now, so you're stepping into this. What was the inspiration? Like, I, like you've got your mission and all that, but like, I'd like to know, behind the scenes, what was going on that inspired this whole new branch to start? Because yeah. you got your business, it's yeah. thriving, it's going well, it's been a long time. Now, why in the world would you add something else, right? What yeah. was the inspiration and the why? Yeah. So, you know, when our business was operating, one of the things that we'd see is that we, we would, we would put a lot of time and development and training into therapists, and then they would be ready to go off on their own and open up their own business. And, you know, we've always taken the approach to like, really like send them on their way, go, go have your business. And then what we noticed was, um, you know, some of the therapists about after a year or so, they would really be struggling and like they wouldn't have the same client volume. And, and they would, they like, we saw so many of them even change careers and start doing something else. And so it inspired this idea to say, what, what if there was another way where, where people could be their own business, but we could still leverage this platform of clients. You know, like we had such a massive amount of clients that we have we have more clients than we have therapists. And so how can we leverage that out so that that level of, of success can still keep going? Because even as that therapist leaves our company and they open their own business, that is still a continuation of the mission. And so now we see supporting those business owners as the evolution of continuing our mission is to help them in their business thrive, continues to keep doing that. And so that that is where that was born was to see sort of the the the, the growth and and development of our therapists and wanting to be able to still provide a support network to them a, a resource for our clients in other modalities other other types of body work you know that was outside and beyond that and so that's what what really got that going and and we feel um you know we've always felt like okay, when, when you, you learn something, pass that knowledge on, right? So we've been super blessed with, you know, like, Corey, I could never imagine, like, sometimes I'm like, I can never imagine where I am at now, you know, if I thought of myself, like that 15 year old, you know, and her when I first started my business. And so, so like, like, passing that forward is, is the, is the, 
I don't know, just like what's trying to come out is like the right thing to do. It's like the human thing to do is to teach somebody the skills that you have that have worked for you so that they can thrive too. So I don't know. That's, that's really, it came from just that desire to want to keep helping to foster people's growth and success just Mm -hmm. then evolves into now their own business. I love that. I love that. And I'm 100% in on having your own business, having, you know, whether it's one you start or one you buy, one that's a passion project or one that's, you know, more just in your skill set, which all are valid. The that's where the freedom is, but it's not just in the fact that you're running it. It's in the fact that you're running it well, and you're not working 60, 70 hours a week. You're not, you know, just paying the bills. You're really, you know, supporting your life and your lifestyle, but also something that gives you life that's fun for you. And whatever, whatever those ways are, I think that that's where the true freedom is and the true, where you really get to craft your reality. Because you get oh, yeah. you get to say right, but not everybody yeah. is meant for entrepreneurship. Some people are meant right. to support the mission, and some people go like we have we have an amazing team, which you have an amazing team as well. And because you're doing such great work, it attracts really great people that are like, I don't want to start my own thing, but I love working with yep. this this energy. And those people that are inspired, that do have these bigger visions and can you know have the skill set or develop the skill set to be able to bring the people together to do that is, is a massive gift for the people that get to work with you, not only your clients, but your team. Yeah. We've started calling it the symmetry ecosystem, Mm. you know? So like no matter where someone kind of comes into the, the ecosystem, they're, they're supported and, and yeah, they're supported in that, in that growth, wherever, wherever that might be. And even even our company, our massage therapy company, as it's as it's grown, you know, implementing things like health insurance and paid time off, and you know, this year we'll launch our four hundred one k, you know, so that it's it's a legitimate. Like, I take that word back. I don't mean legitimate, as in other things are not legitimate, but that that they can also feel like they have, like you said, not everybody wants to be self-employed. So they feel like they can have those, those benefits that come with a lot of other careers that aren't as often seen in the, the health and wellness industry, especially like the, the alternative health and wellness industry. It's just, it's not. And so having our staff, we, we call it our people, you know, our people are our staff and our clients mm-hmm. having our people really be supported and felt well cared for because they're caring for people. So yeah, we, we look at that, like the symmetry ecosystem. I mean, in that way, like an ecosystem and supporting people wherever they're at, you know, yeah. in their, in their life journey, health journey, <laughs> life journey, journey, health journey, career journey, all the journeys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, and I love that because it's such a unique perspective you know, with how to create your ecosystem, how to create all of it, you, you know, it's like when you have such a strong mission and values and, um, you know, the purpose of why you're even doing this and then your vision, everything has to be in alignment, right? So you couldn't very well be like, yeah, we're going to pay our massage therapists the minimum wage and create and have this mission. Like that would just be like what? Like that doesn't even make any sense whatsoever. And it would be a repellent to, you know, everything. It just wouldn't work. It would crumble. Right. So every single thing has to be in alignment. How do you figure out how, like what's in alignment and what's not like, how, what's your process? Yeah. How do we figure out what's in alignment? I mean, as corny, I mean, we do a, a mission check, right? Like, like, is this going to fulfill the mission? And then we also have our, our core values and our core values are states of being. So, so like, um, I acknowledge awesomeness in myself and others. Uh, I make things easy. So our, our core values are a basis of states of being. And that's the, that is the other way that we say, is this, is this within our values? And if it is, then it's, it's a, it's a, it's a go. And also, you know, you can't, I mean, 
as an entrepreneur, there are times, you know, where not times, I mean, 90% of the time, you know, you are guided intuitively, like, and, and every, you know, and this is where like the conversation with me and you gets really, really fun that it's not, it can't all be logical, linear or analytical. You know, you have to really, I, I mean, I've come to my team and I, and I have to say, I know that right now this decision that we're making does not seem to make sense. And, and, and in the, the, the pit of my being, this is the way that we're going to go. And I ask for your trust. Like sometimes you have to do that. And, and, um, you know, Keen and I, even though we are, our company is the, the size that it is and the way that we are, I mean, we have, we have our altar set up with our candles, our goddesses. I mean, we, we like, we like get in the, anytime we go to make a big, big move, like we get in the state and we, we align with the energy very, very first before we do anything else. And, you know, that, that is truly what has, has more so guided us. And Corey, way, way back when we first met, you know, I don't remember if this was you or if this was Stephanie or someone else, which is also my really amazing intuitive and psychic teacher, Linda Claris, who's passed. I love her so much. One plus one equals three. Everything's an energetic creation. And so we see our business as that. And so when we go to like, like we will get down in meditation and light a candle and do whatever we got to do to like, look at that energy from that place and align energetically. And you can't always logically explain that, but it, but it, it's true. And, and we look for the indicators, right? Cause the universe will start dropping those little hints that you're in the right direction. I mean, every single one of our buildings has shown up to us. Like, like every single one of our locations, including this fourth one, like has come to us. It just, and you know, you, you watch those little things say, okay, okay. You're on the, like it drops those little hints, you know, okay, we're in the right direction. And then when it feels heavy or, or sticky, check, check your shit. <laughs> it's exactly. Exactly. I don't know if you want me to say that word, you know. <laughs> I start getting excited and the, the colorful language comes out. So I'm like <laughs> the colorful language is welcome here because it's authentic and it it expresses exactly yeah. what the emotion is at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, well, I I love all of that so much because I think that it's not about the crystals and the altar. Right. Those are ways like prompts for us to get present with ourselves and to tune in. So we have, you know, the, like the manifestation community, like it's like, it's all about the getting the right crystal and the, these, these external things. But what you're saying and what I know to be true as well is that it's actually about the internal, right? And so like, I actually don't have an altar, but I have my ways of getting energetically congruent, but what's whatever works for you to create or to remind you of that centered aligned state so that you can be reminding yourself, right? And those, those areas that you love uh, or, or whether it's meditation and some people have their favorite meditation corner or like a room that they love or outside or whatever it is to bring yourself back to, hey, all right, is this totally aligned? Am I totally energetically congruent with this? Are we as a team, is this the right move for us? What is this going to create? And being able to tune in like that. I call them, I call some of us energetic creators, right? Where we've got to follow the energy, following logic and all of that stuff works for some people, especially like big businesses, because you've got billions and millions or whatever, you know, backing you and you've got the highest level of people, but you know, we're starting these small businesses or, you know, growing them and we're running them from our own awareness. And we require to be able to trust ourselves and when those moments of doubt come up, I know for me, it, it's a lot of times when I get a little bit off in my own trust in myself, or I'm maybe listening to somebody externally a little bit too much, or I'm like 
like, uncomfortable. There's a growth space for me. And I'm like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's get centered again and yep. see what I become aware of. Because I've done both what you said before, which is like, hey, you gotta trust me on this. And then it's turned out brilliantly. And then I've done other things where I'm like, you gotta trust me on this. And it didn't work out at all. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, and, you know, through the years, and especially the what what's rang true these last couple of years when things get like financially scary in a company, because no matter what the scale, the, 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 the financial hardships or the ways you have to manage, it just scales. So it's, so it's really all the same, whether it's $100, $400, $40,000, $400,000, million. I mean, we've seen every scale of that now at this point, it, it really, it really is all the same. And I remember like, you know, honest to God truth. I mean, there, there has been three monumental times. I was like, we're not going to make it. Holy shit. Like I, 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 you know, and we have specific stories, but, but, you know, it's like, you are going into this and you're so scared and you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. And there's this moment of like surrender when you're in those spaces and you come out on the other side. And I know like through this last time, you know, through, through COVID and some of these challenges, when, you know, we closed our, we literally closed our business down for the first time in, at that point was 13 years. Like we never thought we'd shut our business down ever. I mean, we were fighting for our mission to never, ever do that. And we had just done that. And we had to then figure out how to like get back open and all these things. And, and, you know, this, this, this strength came in me to say, listen, we have already faced this several times and we've always overcome it. So we have no reason right now to believe that we're not in this moment because, because that has not been our pattern, or our history, our experience, so that we have no reason to believe that we won't do that this time. And so now that's like our fuel, right? It's like, okay, we, we've made it this far. So we keep believing that we just keep making it again and again and again. And, and, um, you know, but, but there's, there is some, some scary moments. And, and when you have for, for us now, 65 employees that, that we take seriously, like their livelihood, their job, their place that sh we show up, like we take that serious, you know? And, and so you have, but you have to fuel yourself in that belief of like the patterns in the, in our, in our business in the past, are not saying that that is what has ever happened. So why would we believe that now? And mm -hmm. so I think that's, that's kind of like that, that fuel you have to keep living on when things get really, really uncertain, you know, and, and through these last two years, that, that space or that state of uncertainty has been the, the greatest gift that, that as a business owner, like I'm, I'm just so like, utterly appreciative and grateful for because we learned how to manage in uncertainty. And if mm -hmm. you can manage in uncertainty, then, then you, you can, you can, <laughs> everything else is a cakewalk to learn to manage in uncertainty. And if you can manage in those moments where it's like, okay, I can only make decisions with the information I have and everything else is without my control and you just bring it in and you slow down and you just do that. And it, so it's been a huge gift as an entrepreneur, to be honest, uh, of the, the last couple of years, you know, for us, I mean, it really like, I feel like took our, our skill to a new, a new level. Yeah. Well, the, you said it perfectly, like to be able to still trust and, and function in the uncertainty is the biggest gift, it's surfing blindfolded, right? You're yeah. really in surrender and trust and trusting your body, trusting your awareness, trusting your senses, trusting everything else, eyes closed, right? And surfing, surfing the waves and going, all right, mm -hmm. let's, let's get into the vibe of this and really dropping in. Because if you don't, you're going to look to the external and you're going to go, the world is falling apart. Oh, crap. Right. Yeah. And then you're going to believe that over 
hey, what you said is so great. We've already done this before. We've already been in uncertainty. We can do it again. All the evidence shows we're going to make it. So we're going to we're going to buy into that. Why not? Yep. And that leads me to who have you become? What do you feel like your biggest like identity upgrade has been and uh, in your in your career? Mm. <sighs> kind of hits me in a little bit of a soft spot because as you know when you when you have a business and you grow a business, you know, it it it's like your own personal journey and I think who have I um become is that in the beginning you you know, you're putting so much effort to like get your business off the ground. And, and a lot of it felt like, um, managing a perception of who you are as this business owner, you know, like I really carried this, like, I'm tough, I'm strong, like, you know, fearless sort of bullshit identity, to be honest. Right. And, 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 and who I am now is really sinking into a space of, of vulnerability and realness as a person and as a human being. And, and even the level of responsibility that we have with all of our, our um, employees and, and leaders to say, I don't know everything. And I'm, and I'm scared right now too. And we're going to make it through. So there's this like, I guess, core authenticity that starts dropping in as you become more confident in who you are as a business owner. And you're not like holding up all these like ideas or perceptions of, of who you are, you know? So I think that's kind of the, the biggest thing. And, and that through that, that example is just what helps teach people. And now that my children are adults, like that's the thing that they say most to me is like, instead of trying to to be like this, I don't know, strong, perfect business owner, you're more just leading by an example. And that is what teaches them. And, and that example is the realness, the messiness, like, we don't always have the answer or make the right decisions, you know, but we're going to do the best we can. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my, yeah, I don't know if that was the answer. <laughs> like. No, so your identity shift and who you're becoming, it's I'm gonna summarize and from my perspective and what you just said is way more authenticity, like really yeah. sort of dropped into this is the realness of who I am and what I'm choosing to create and bringing, you know, your dreams alive in my words, right? And yeah. fulfilling on your mission, whereas you know, when we start, sometimes there's a false identity of who we think we need to be, right? And all of that sort of gets broken down. I mean, I think entrepreneurship is the biggest self-development uh, journey you could go on, right? Because you have to let go of all the things to step into who you came to be. And it is the perfect playground, I think, for that, um, because it, it you have to. If, if yep. you want to be successful. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's one of the and biggest gifts, one of the biggest gifts. It, it really, it really, it really is. That's why I think when you asked me that question, I was like, Ooh, hit me right. You know, hit me right in the heart of like, wow, because it, it is. And, and, um, it just teaches you so much about, about yourself. You know, your business really is a reflection of you and where you're at at any given time. And how beautiful is that? Sometimes when that reflection is hard to look at, you know, to go, okay, God, man, we're here. All right, here we're going to (laughs) go. I love that. It's like the tenacity that we have within us, if we're willing to step into it and, and, and be able to see Hey, yeah, this is where we are. Cause we go, every, every business goes through ups and downs. Every business tries things that like we were talking about at the beginning that don't work. Right. And when, as we're gaining more and more alignment with where we're going in any moment, right. We, we've got to be able to look at that and say, all right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Yep. All right. Let's keep going yep. or not. And we're changing and pivoting and the, uh, willingness to to say, yeah, I actually don't want to go in this direction anymore is also a gift, right? Because I had my business where 
you know, we met so many years ago um, that I, I had to say, I feel like I'm pushing a boulder up a hill. I can't go in this direction anymore. I got to go in a different direction. And that's what led me to what I'm doing now, which I feel like is, is what I'm meant to be doing and being in the world. And, but that all led me to exactly where I needed to be to be doing what I'm doing now. So it's like both and, and if you still have that fire within and you, you want to choose to keep going and, and work it out, if you're in one of those hard spots, what would you, what advice would you offer somebody? If they were in one of those hard spots? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things, and this comes, this, this kind of uh, circles back around to the, the importance of like really being real with yourself about where you're going in the next like 10 years. I remember Keenan and I, we, we were always like the rebels of like, ah, we're not going to put that mission together. And that, you know, <laughs> kind of like the rebels, we we're just going to be just like do lots of massage and we'll be okay. And then someone said, well, what are you going to do when it, what, what, what's the end for you? We're like, this is never going to end, you know? Like, but what's the end, you know, where are you really trying to get? And, and so I think that those people that are really in that hard spot are really stuck is, is time to say, well, what, where, where are you trying to go? And, and what's the next logical step right now? So it's sort of this, and this is like one of the skills as as business owners that, that we teach is that it, it's an oscillation between looking so far out, it's almost unimaginable, you know, like you're like kind of just making it up in your mind and then you're bringing it right back to the present moment and saying, okay, what's the next logical step in that direction? And I think that when people are in a hard place and they're looking at needing to pivot or make changes or just feeling stuck, it's time to kind of take a, take a, a a step and a moment to really say, where do I want to go in the next 10 years? And I find that question hard for people to answer because they're like, I have no idea where I want to be in the next 10 years. And it's, it's this, um, process of, of like, I mean, this is what you're magical at, right. Is helping people envision what that, that 10 year place can, can be like, and then asking what's the next logical step. And you probably have a better answer for this because this is your expertise. You know, like that seems to be really scary for people to be able to, to do that. But I, I can say that that was a turning point in our business to implement that. And it started first with Kina and I, like, how do we want our business to serve us? Because when, when our business is serving and taking care of us, then we can take care of our people and our clients better. And so we shifted that mindset to like, okay, what do we really, really need to, to be taken care of? So hopefully that didn't divert too much, but I I would, I would in short say if somebody is stuck and in that really hard point, you know, what do you want your life to be like in the next 10 years? And then what's Mm -hmm. the next smallest, like smallest logical step? Because too big and and you just it becomes like overwhelming and and un, you know you can't imagine a, a large gap so like I like to like help people bring it down to just so simple of a next step yeah a hundred percent if it's too big 10 years for so many people is just like what the heck am, am I even going to be wanting to do this in 10 years like there's there's a lot of uncertainty and unclarity and I know I I had the same thing I was like 10 years what the heck? But now that I've been doing this 12 years, <laughs> could have never imagined my life the way it is now, but like really starting to tune into some of the basics. So being able to see 10 years out, you it's like, if we start to look at what are the main things that we would want to be ha- like have in our lives that are consistent with what we want now, then we go, okay, I want stability with my finances. I want to be able to do things that I love, like that I'm, all, I'm always interested in. I want to expand myself as a person and, and start with those things can really go, okay, well, yeah, of course I'm going to want those things. Okay. Well, let's at least add those in. So now we have some sort of anchor to yeah. that 10 year future. And then it starts building out. I think we go, where do we want to be in 10 years? We should have this crystal clear picture, which I, I don't have that of my next 10 years, but I do have the basics. I do have my values. I do have the expansion of what 
you know, where we want to go and the people we want to contribute to and things like that. So there are basics if you really look at it. Yep. Yeah. 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 And the, and I think that the, the vision, you know, the big vision or, or even the topic of this podcast, the big dream, right? It, it is, it's not clearly focused. It's not planned out. It's not dialed in. It's not supposed to be, you know, like when we look out at a star, it's fuzzy. We cannot see exactly, but we know that that's the the North star, right? Like we're heading Mm -hmm. that direction and it, and it's, it's vague enough that, that the details fill in as we go along, but it's bright enough that we know that we want to keep going in that vicinity. And that's kind of like, you know, we always call it our North star. Like we, you want to keep going in that vicinity, but, it, but it, it comes into vision as you come closer and like an entrepreneur, you know, it's like your, 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 your sight, like it, it widens and then it narrows and it widens and it narrows <laughs> depending on like where you're at, you know, in, in the moment or the day or the planning or, or whatever it, it might be. And, and when it, when it's widened, it, there's less detail, there's more sort of just um, generalized ideas or a sense or feeling kind of, um, you know, it, it is, it's, it's vague, but it's, it's bright enough that you go, okay, I'm, I'm going this direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what the vision, like your vision of why, why, or anyone's vision about why we start something, right? There's usually this bigger thing of the contribution that, your thing is going to be in the world. At least I know for me and a a lot of the people that I know, just starting a business to make money is, you know, you're getting yourself into another job. If you do that, if you don't have a bigger vision for what you want to create or who you want to contribute to. And I think one of the things that, you know, I mean, I was taught in business was like, you know, how many people do you want to affect and stuff like that? And sometimes that's really motivating for people. But for me, it was just like, at the time I was asked that question, I didn't have enough confidence to go, yeah, we're going to affect 10 million people. Like that was so big. And so like, could I really do that? Like, I I didn't even, I thought maybe, but I was like, let's just put that off and let's, let's just pick one that I feel like, yes. Like, I don't know how we're going to do that, but I'm like, yeah, that's a good one. I feel like we could go in that direction. And like you said, it's your North star. It's going to guide you to the next and the next and the next. So it doesn't have to be huge and ginormous. It just has to be something that's resonant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I love that. I love that. So if you had any advice for entrepreneurs in general, like, or, or a, your favorite learning that you've learned, what would you share with people as we complete this episode? Oh my gosh, there's so many. I think that I've, I've shared some of them along the way, which is, which is, you know, that belief, right? Like you're where you're at and, and it's proven to be true so far. And that, that you never really know where your entrepreneurial journey is going to take you. And so it's like, just get on the ride. And I know that that's hard for some people sometimes. And you know, I think you have to, when you're, when you're in business, you have to just keep looking for those things that light you up, whether it's a book that inspires you or talking to somebody that inspires you, you know, like keep, keep feeding your flame, like never stop feeding your flame, whether that be, um, you know, a a personal growth program or, or some other different type of class, you know, just keep fueling yourself in different ways because, because the more you continue to keep contributing to yourself, the more, the more you're contributing out to other people. And so I think that would be my, my best advice, no matter how far you are in business. And I even say like, as a massage therapist of 20 years, you know, no body is ever the same on the table, like being curious and, and a willingness to grow is, is that, I don't know. It keeps my little spark going, I guess. Totally. <laughs> I love advice. it. I love yeah. it. So Celeste, where can people find you? Especially if they're in Denver and they might want a massage. Yeah. Yeah. So symmetry-360.com. That is our um, main company website. And the other place that you can find us 
the website is brand new, so I want to tell you 100% correct, which is uh, symmetrycollective.com. And that will be our wellness co-working space and community. And so we will have beautiful wellness uh, therapy rooms that can be rented um, hourly or by the day or monthly and other classes and workshops and things that um, continue to inspire and help people grow all around, um, well, entrepreneurship, taking care of yourself, taking care of your body, a little bit of everything, um, but, but a community for people to grow and thrive in their own business and, and for themselves. Thank you so much, Les. Everybody go check her out and we'll have all of her information below. You are an inspiration. I just love the way you talk about business and who you've become in the process and what you're creating. And I'll be in Denver soon. So uh, I'll be booking yeah. my massage too. Yeah. So Yeah. Can't wait. We got we to gotta connect. We yes. got to connect. 100%. So Thank you. Out. Totally. Thank you so much for being on this episode of Bringing Your Dreams Alive. Thank you, Corey. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bring Your Dreams Alive. Now, if you're someone who would like to turn your desires into reality, to know how to create anything at any time, to have energetic self-mastery, to tap into your 5D consciousness and bring those dreams alive, check out my latest webinar where I share all the secrets on how to shift your mindset and your consciousness so that you can confidently bring your dreams alive, even if you've been feeling stuck or blocked. Check it out today at meetcoreymichelle.com forward slash webinar.